Welcome to another amazing week here on Brit David Podcast, as Pastor Tim brings us a message today entitled, I Am Coming Quickly, from Revelation chapter 22, verse 7, 12, and 20. Jesus is coming back. That is for sure. I once heard someone say, the best way to live in the light of the second coming is to live like the first coming mattered. Jesus came and gave his life as a ransom for ours. He died for us. We are to live for him. And as we edge even closer to the day of his return, we are to live lives of obedience and intimacy with Christ. Here's Pastor Tim. That's good. You can be seated. Today, I want to take you to the very last chapter of the very last book in your Bible. It's Revelation chapter number 22. When we get there today, you're going to find that there are three different times that Jesus speaks during this final chapter, and each time he has the same thing to say, I am coming quickly. I am coming quickly. It's a, it's a message that we've really, if you've read through Revelation, that you've already heard. It's the same message that he dealt to the, to the church that was in Philadelphia. He said, behold, I come quickly. And sure enough, that's exactly what we see. If you're already there in Revelation chapter 22, you find it in verse number 7, I am coming quickly. In verse number 12, I am coming quickly. In verse number 20, I am coming quickly. Quickly, one of those episodes ends with an exclamation point because it is one of those worshipful high messages that deserves to be celebrated. There's one of those that ends with a comma because there's more that needs to be said. And then there's one that ends with a period because it is the defining statement of Jesus, I am coming quickly. And he is indeed doing that. As I look at that statement, I see, first of all, that it is a personal statement. He said, I am coming quickly. I am coming quickly. He himself will return. In fact, at his ascension, the angels said to those that were standing there, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus whom you saw going into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go. It's a personal statement. But secondly, it's a promising statement. He says, I am coming quickly. I am doing this. It is something that you can be sure of. Indeed, he is coming quickly. Jesus told his disciples, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. In that passage, I think my favorite phrase of that is, he says, if these things were not so, I would have told you. He doesn't just build us up so that we might believe something that's not true, but is instead simply inspirational. This is true and personal and promising. He is coming quickly. That means thirdly then that it's a performing statement. A performing statement. What is it that he promises to perform, to do? He says, I am coming 
quickly. To come simply means to come from one place to another place. One of these days, he will leave that place where he is seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father, always making intercession for us, and he will return here for us, his church, his people, his bride. It's the same thing then that we see at the very beginning of this book when Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to Come, says the Lord. Fourthly, it's a punctual statement. Jesus said, I am coming quickly. Quickly. Depending on the translation that you're reading from, yours may say, I am coming soon, he may say. And quickly is a good translation. Soon is a good translation. As long as you don't uh, interpret that simply to mean immediately. This word for soon or quickly means suddenly. It means swiftly. It means speedily. What it means is is that we're not necessarily looking for the immediate return of Christ, but we are looking for the imminent return of Christ. That it could be at any moment and it will be quickly. In fact, the Bible says, For you yourselves know perfectly well that so the Lord comes as a thief in the night. He, in fact, will come, and he will come quickly. That's what he said. I am coming quickly. I want us to go through this 22nd chapter and those trio of verses and see what we can learn and discover today, not only about his coming, but about our relationship to his coming. All right, so there are three verses. There are three things I want to share with you. Number one is this. We heed the call to action. We heed the call to action if Jesus is indeed coming again, if he is coming quickly, then we need to heed his call to action. If you look down in verse number 6 of this chapter, that's the beginning of the conclusion of this letter. This is a letter that's written to all churches, but it's a letter that is specifically directed to seven different churches. Each one of those churches has a message that is clear to them and to them specifically, and then every church gets to participate in the rest of this portion of the letter. So we get to the end of the letter, he is concluding it, and the same angel that has given John this eschatological tour throughout this book now reminds him this is a true and faithful saying. These are things that you can count on. These are words that you can take to the bank. And it says, if Jesus is watching all of this unfold, sitting on the edge of his seat, (laughs) and simply cannot contain himself any longer, and he says, look, behold, This is something that you need to pay attention to. This is something that I don't want you to miss. I am coming quickly. Now, look at the rest of verse number 7. What does he say after that? He says, Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. In light of Jesus' return, for him to say, Behold, I am coming quickly. The important thing for you and for me is that we follow him then in obedience. That we keep the words of the prophecy of this book. 
And that's how he describes the book of Revelation. It is the words of prophecy of this book. The book of Revelation is not a self-help book. The, the, the book of Revelation is not a devotional book. The book of Revelation is not an allegory. The book of Revelation is not something that you will find on the fiction bestseller list. The book of Revelation is a prophetic book. Listen to this. John MacArthur said about this book. He said, God does not command believers to read Revelation merely to satisfy their curiosity about the future. He did not inspire it to provide material for detailed chronological charts of end-time events. It was not God's purpose to give Christians a detailed analysis of the prophetic significance, if any, of contemporary cultural, political, military, and social events or trends. God inspired Revelation for one purpose, to reveal the glory of His Son and call believers to live godly, obedient lives in light of His soon return. The purpose of Revelation is not to provide entertainment, but to provide motivation for godly living. This is serious business. Our obedience to Jesus is serious business. How we live and how we act in light of His soon coming is serious business. Now, look at these words. He says, He who keeps. That little phrase simply means the one who is continually watching over something, the one who is continually guarding something. So he's saying, you need to continue to guard and to watch over what? This book. This book. You need to guard it. From what? what I mean, what could possibly come against the Word of God? What could possibly come against the book of Revelation? First of all, we need to guard it from editors. <laughs> editors! Those who will not take the book simply for what it says and for what it means. Not taking it for the warning that it's, that, that it's there, but they will tamper with this Word. They'll take out the parts that they don't like. They'll add in the parts that they do like. In fact, keep your spot there in verse number 7. Skip down with me to verse 18. Notice what he says. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy... God shall take away his part from the book of life. Talk about serious business. There is, there is no place in our culture today to allow someone to take the Bible and take the Word of God, the, the book of Revelation, and twist it and turn it into something that God does not intend. This is not merely a story. It's not a storybook. It is God's revelation of Himself. Which means not only do we guard the words themselves, but we also are to guard the interpretation. Sometimes people will take the, especially the book of Revelation, and so twist it, so that its meaning becomes confusing. And people simply step away from the book and say, well, I, I, I don't want to read Revelation. 
Because I don't understand it like that person understands it. God didn't write Revelation for those who go to school to learn about it. God wrote Revelation for His churches, including this church here today. You read Revelation, and the Spirit of God will give you understanding as to what these things mean. So what are we guarding it against? We're guarding it against editors. But secondly, we're also watching over its application. It's application to apply the lessons that are here for our own life. You know, in the Bible, wherever you read, even in Revelation, you're going to find imperatives, commands, you're going to find warnings, you're going to find examples. Those are things that you are to take out of God's Word and apply them into your own individual life, your own individual situation. So if you're watching out for it, If you're guarding this book, if you are keeping the words of this prophecy, then you are obeying its imperatives. Like the one Jesus gives to the church at Ephesus, where he says, remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. We read through the book of Revelation and we find those warnings and those prohibitions We know then that in application, I'm to stay away from those things, just like he says to the church at Laodicea. Jesus said, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. I'm to obey the imperatives. I'm to stay away from the warnings. And I'm to follow the examples like that even of John the Apostle as he writes this. When he says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. This is the Lord's day. This is the Lord's house. I'm to come into this place in the Spirit. Right with God. Ready to hear from God. Ready to obey God. Simply like Samuel saying, speak Lord. For your servant is listening. And will then follow. As I read through the book of Revelation, I'm to keep it, to keep the words of this prophecy. Let me mention one more thing to you out of verse number 7. Did you notice that he says, blessed is the one who keeps the words of this prophecy? You're blessed by obeying. You're blessed by heeding the warnings. You're blessed by following those examples. You're blessed by guarding this book. It's the very same thing that he says at the beginning of the book. <laughs> he says one thing in chapter 1, he says the same thing in chapter 22. In chapter number 1, in verse number 3, he says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it because the time is near. The time is near. Jesus said, I am coming quickly. So let's get into action. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us today and invites you to join us tomorrow for the conclusion of his message, I Am Coming Quickly, from Revelation chapter 22. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David.
Podcast.